I met the criteria to be selected. But I wasn't. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Met The Criteria. The season has begun in earnest. Uh, We've been enjoying having basketball back in our lives regularly. It's been a blast. Uh, Jared in the hot seat this week, um, guesting as a host, guest host on uh, Vincent's podcast, of course, as we all know, me and Theo are merely just the special guests. Um, But yeah, Vinny, my... uh, among Us compatriot. I don't think we ever got defeated, did we, on Among Us back, back, back last Good year times. during lockdown? Good times. Good times. What yeah. happened to Among Us? I know. I, I, I got kicked out of that group chat, didn't I? Everybody um, did. Oh, wow. Well, it's, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. It's met the criteria. NBA's back. We're back. Um, yeah, we're about, to, we're about to throw some greatness furious right now shout out to our listeners we love you uh but yeah we back we back that is it we back um also here as well giving us a special intro intro from uh dentrite d-town give it up for lincoln says the arenas boys and girls awesome can you follow that theo can you can you follow that intro there I think in the times that we live in and the, the, the crazy, crazy way the world is these days, I think Sage the Arenas is the only appropriate thing to say at, at this point. Just Sage the Arenas, ladies and gentlemen. Can I, can, I, can I please have a request that Lincoln does this podcast because probably he's the only one who can do talk sense in that family. Uh, not, not in that family. Oh, careful. <laughs> Melly's listening. Cut that. Cut that. Gonna, <laughs> That's staying in. That's staying in. That. Okay. I'm in, in the family there. Like, okay. Start cutting that up because he's the only man in that household. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Mel. We love you. Uh, who can actually talk sense about basketball. So, Yes. Yes, that's right, Theo. I'm coming early, okay? I'm coming in early. You've set the, you've set the tone there, Vincent. So in, in 20 <laughs> minutes' time when I'm sending for you, just bear that in mind that you started it this week. <laughs> it's going to be a fun part, ladies and gentlemen. Strap in. Uh, so we're going to kick things off. There was uh, some things we didn't quite get around to in our uh, season preview podcast. Uh, primarily, uh, the big awards, the, the big award races. We always know that that dominates the headlines there's always an early season mvp debate and then a christmas mvp debate and then a new year mvp debate and then finally we get an actual mvp de- debate later in the season so we're going to kick it off now um with the picks that we made hopefully before the season um or if you theo and Vinny, you've probably just picked someone based on the first couple of weeks so we'll kick things off with you theo who is your uh, prediction for this season's most valuable player in the regular season so I'd just like you to harken, harken, harken your mind back. Uh, I just want you to think back of the last time that we were we were upon the airwaves on the pod, uh, and I garnered some unusual looks for having Golden State Warriors finishing second in the Western Conference. Uh, the reason why I obviously put a lot down to to Clay Thompson, but the real the real dynamo, of course, the 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 driving force behind that Golden State push to second place going to come from true boy, Steph Curry. Uh, he's, I think he's proving it so far already this season. He's had a great start to the year so far, but I had him pegged even before the season started. Believe me, trust me, please. When I say I had MVP down as Steph Curry uh, for, I mean, reasons we, we all know what Steph's capable of doing it. We saw it last year. We're seeing it so far this year. Um, 
I think Steph Curry is a, is a very reasonable shout. And when you see what he does with them Golden State Warriors, you'll all agree with me. It's, uh, it's got to be Steph for MVP. I don't believe you. I think you have just picked that one based on early season form. But either way, it is, it is a solid pick. Um, just checking now, he's, if this if the website I'm on is up to date, he's only 110 three-pointers behind Ray Allen. So he's absolutely going to smash through that statistic, isn't he, this year? He's going to set a new record, probably get to 3,000 threes made all time. That narrative, and obviously, as you've mentioned, the Clay Thompson injury, um, getting the Warriors back to, to where they, they hope they belong near, near the top end of the, the Western Conference there would certainly be a helpful uh, narrative for, for making Steph a prime candidate for MVP. Um, Vinny, what do you think to, to that as a pick? Was was that the same as you had or you got uh, someone no, else? No, it's not the same as I picked, but it is a very, very good shout. How Steph's playing right now is phenomenal. Like, I think the past two seasons before this, well, last season obviously was bad, but I was one of those kind of people who kind of not necessarily forgot Steph Curry, but just didn't, okay, you know what? I'm going to say it. I kind of forgot how good he actually was. Obviously, that's You take it for granted, don't you? You can take yeah. it for granted how good yeah. he is. It's just because it's like, I remember we had that, we had that conversation at top five, top 10, and we're like still discussing it even then. But it's just that with Steph Curry, is no joke. Steph Curry is absolutely phenomenal. One of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. Yes, he's not perfect in other areas of the game, like defensively, but that's not his game. If you want an offensive powerhouse, you got Steph Curry. This is a guy when he sees the Portland Trailblazers, he thinks to himself, Oh, I'm gonna have a great session tonight. <laughs> because you know what he's capable of. This guy is phenomenal. So it's like you are right. That's a perfect way of saying it, Theo. We take for granted greatness. So Steph Curry is just phenomenal, and that is a very, very good shout to be MVP. It's just he he missed out the opportunity last year, but he could get it. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. So, Vinny, if you don't have Steph, who do you have? Um, I have just a, maybe maybe it could come across like a bit of an obvious pick, but maybe you can't see it as an obvious pick. But I'm gonna go Yanis. Uh, I feel like Yanis. Uh, he showed what he was capable of. Oh, I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm saying the things like that's it's a silly kind of thing, but he didn't show what he's capable. We've all known Yanis is capable. Love that. But his playoff run last year was incredible. And I feel like he's going to carry it. I feel like he feels, he believes that they can do a double. They can they can do a, a repeat again. He feels that. that, And I think he's going to drive the, the Milwaukee Bucks to do that. I don't know if they've strengthened overall. I wouldn't say they've got stronger. Maybe that could be their downfall. But they can, just, they can be better in the sense of they can carry on and see what they can, they're capable of. But I feel like Yanis is going to star for them again. He's going to be their MVP. He's going to be in the talks for Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to be in the conversation for uh, MVP. So I feel like Yanis is going to carry it again this year. And I feel like I personally think he could make them MVP. Yeah, that's that's a good pick as well. Um, obviously, he's had a pretty historic couple of years, you know, winning those back-to-back MVPs. And then the season after, he, he gets himself a championship. Um, I think... Certainly, he's had a, a good start to the season. The Bucks, as a team, perhaps haven't, but I think it was Anthony Edwards who was quoted as saying, "What you're supposed to do with this guy? He's he's six eleven, two hundred seventy-five pounds. We put four guys on him. There's no stopping him. He's he's, <laughs> he's going to get buckets. I mean, Anthony Edwards is an absolutely great quote. Even I just really love that. that. <laughs> I just brilliant. absolutely love that because it just shows you. You know, sometimes I don't know, but you guys probably know it. But it's like you know, you just you can't guard somebody. You're like, what we're we supposed to do? There's like. 
there's no stopping that individual. And I'm like, there's few players in the world where you can just say that, like, I can't guard him. I, I can I can try to stop the bleed, but I can't guard this guy. I think the only kind of player I can think of was like that is KD. There's some players you just can't guard. You just have to just say, I know what they, they can drop 50. I'm going to try my best for them to drop 40 tonight. Mm. That's it. You know what I mean? You just That's want it. to just slow their points as best as you can. That's it. It's damage I've... limitations, isn't it, with Giannis and KD? They're just, you can't, you can't stop them. You can only try and slow them down slightly, maybe. I feel that way every time I have to guard you, Vinny. Um, just for the record. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a great shout and I love that. Um, Yanis is uh, watching the opening game of the season against the Nets. Um, Yanis looked like really looked as though he'd somehow taken another step. I mean, the one thing that you could probably criticize in his game was other than his lack of bag, doing air quotes to the listeners at home, is probably his, his jump shooting is, is negligible. It's not great, but he looked lights out. He's, he really looks as though he's put the effort in. His free throw routine, I think, is half the duration that it was in the playoffs last season. Really looks as though he's been working on his shooting over the, the summer. But I think if he gets gets to the point where he can be a reliable three point shooter, then I think he could he could potentially make the leap and and put a put a claim in. Uh, I don't I don't want to say reasonable claim. I say he probably already got a reasonable claim to being the best player in the league. But I'd certainly say there would be a lot more noise around Yanis being the best player in the league. I think if he's able to to take that leap shooting wise, and I think if he does do that, then he, he could he'd probably be a deserving MVP. I think maybe even a most improved candidate as well if he manages to to add that that string to his bow. Um, my pick um, I was the only one just to throw this out there to the listeners I was the only one who actually declared my picks before the season started and I regret doing that because uh, my pick hasn't got off to the greatest of starts by his extremely high standards mine is Joel Embiid uh, for the 76ers uh, my reason for the pick was obviously the, the Simmons situation which has rumbled on and been very ugly for the whole franchise as a whole well, that was the big headline in the off season uh, and sort of that seemed to dominate and maybe make people think, oh, Philly aren't really a contender this year. So my thinking was Embiid's going to come out, put the team on his back and just absolutely have a, have a dominant regular season and, and end up them still having a good record come the end of the year. Um, as I say, he hasn't got off to the, the greatest of starts. He hasn't been bad particularly, um, but he also hasn't been his, his usual self thus far. But we're, we're very early into the season, so there's uh, plenty of time for that to change. Um, any thoughts on Embiid as a as a maybe dark horse MVP candidate? I think, of course, he, he clearly showed it last year. Maybe I think the whole situation with Philly at the moment is, I think the players are all saying they're all fine with it, like they're okay with it, they're just powering through. But it, it's one of those, I don't know, where... Yeah, you got a bad egg who wants to leave the the company. I'm just trying to trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to simplify it. But you might have like a bad egg who wants to leave the company, and you're happy that he's leaving the company. But until he's left the company, it's still kind of like awkward. So I think the situation with Joel with with Ben Simmons, Joel and B might be going. We're all kind of good as mates. We're all happy. Like he's even come out saying like, Oh, I'm more happier now that I know it's my team. I can instead of going to my back of the what's he saying his quotes are saying instead of going back to my room at the hotel and playing Xbox games we're all going out for dinner together as a team but until the situation with Simmons is fully gone and then it's established that Simmons is gone this is your team now you are the head of this team you are the main man for this team that's when he'll shine so I feel like 
give him some time. We're still early in the season. It's a long, long season. It's a long, long season. So that's a very good shot. I still think he could have a shot for the MVP. Thanks, I'm man. a big advocate of giving giving players time. Um, I think probably the, the biggest thing standing between Joel Embiid and being the MVP is probably... Joel Embiid, I think, particularly his, his injury record, not been superb, obviously didn't. I think he only played about 50, low, low 50s in the games last season, and he was an, an MVP contender at that point. Um, but if the fact he's already dealing with an injury, uh, he's, he's out with a, a knee problem, you can almost sort of feel that rumbling on for the next couple of weeks at least. The fact he's already start trending in that direction is not doesn't bode very well for him. Um, which which sucks because when he, when he's healthy he's superb isn't he we all know how good Joel Embiid can be um, so it is a bit rubbish that he's already sort of struggling with that but I think the biggest thing that's going to stand in his way is going to be that sort of niggling injury that, that either keeps him out or limits his availability in games or limits his production when he is on the floor um, I can see this being like a well we know it's going to be a tumultuous year for the 76ers but I can see Embiid having a multitude of reasons to maybe not reach the the, the standard that we've grown to expect from him, I think. Off topic, off topic. I'm sorry, I'm going off topic here, guys. Do you think it's ridiculous, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. Ben Simmons to the Rockets? <laughs> okay, first of all, you, you don't have to giggle at that. I'm just curious, okay? Because we've got a point guard that's kind of saying he's out, he wants out as well, and we're trying to get him out of the t- thing. They've got a point guard who clearly says, I'm willing to join any franchise except the 76ers. Why can't, why can't we just say, let's do this? Just correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not saying it's a straight swap. We can give them a couple of picks if it works because we've got like a crazy amount of pick like, picks. Why is that like out of the equation? Like it's ridiculous. I, I'm just thinking like, I'd have Ben Simmons. I'd take Ben Simmons all day long. I think the biggest the biggest issue I think for the 76ers is that they really they're in win now mode. They've had they've been trusting the process all this time. They don't really want picks, do they? They want a player who can come in and help them contend for a title this year. I think that's probably the biggest reason why. I mean, John Wall doesn't really move the needle, does he? Like for a title contender, he's it'd be a high, it'd be a great like fourth best player on a roster, maybe third best player on a roster for a title contending team. But he's not, he's not good enough, I don't think, to, to warrant a trade when they're trying to do it uh, right now. That's harsh. That's really harsh on John Wall, big man, because I... No, 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 I'm not being... No, he's leaving, so it's not like it's not me, I'm being... It's not like I'm being kind of biased. He's leaving the franchise. I just personally don't... I think you guys are being really harsh on John Wall. Him and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid can be the main guy. Ben's, yeah. What's it called? John Wall is just going to be a guy who can drop him 20 or 25 points a game, right? 20 or 25 points a game, right? You're telling me he can he can still be a great facilitator. I just think he'd be, he, be the third best player on a title winning team. I think. Yeah, but something. But that's what I'm saying is you can still win a title with him. I you think, can still win. I, 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 think, I, think, I think what we've got to accept with John Wall is he's. His injuries have had a massive impact on his production as a player. He's not the player he was four or five years ago. Okay, do we agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four or five years ago, he wasn't. He, he was. He was never taking the Wizards even to a conference finals, was he? When he was at his absolute optimum. Now, I appreciate you saying, "Oh, he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. He doesn't have to be a good player, the best player on the team, for example." But if his value was still high enough, even to be a, a high contribute contributory player, is that a word? Contributory? I don't know. Somebody who contributes a lot. Um, I think he would have already found a home somewhere in the league. No, no, I get by this I point. Get- I, no, no, but I, sometimes you, I feel like sometimes 
John Wall, we've, we've touched the John Wall salary. That's got to play a part. That's got to play a part why he's not found because he's, he's got a too high of a contract and thingy. But the, going back to what you said about a couple of years ago, he wasn't in a strong enough team to compete against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He, the Cleveland Cavaliers were dominating. He was in a team. There's no way they could beat that Cleveland team. There was no way. That's the reason why they couldn't get any further than that. There's okay. no way of getting past that. What I'm trying to get at is now. What I'm trying to get at is now. Obviously, this is just this is just something. But he could go in in a team where they need a guard. Where Joel Embiid will still be the main guy because in other franchises he's had to be the main guy. He had to be the main guy. But now he's not going to be the main guy. He'll understand that this is Joel Embiid's team. You've come in here to be this guy's number two or number three. You've come in for that reason. You still got it. You showed it last year. You still got it. You're not gone. You're not like, you're not important anymore. You still got it. You know, you may not be capable of being like a, a top 10 or top 15 even or top 20, but you still got it. You still have potential to actually take a team to the next level. I'm just trying to say is, Yes, you are right. He doesn't have to steal. You said third or fourth best player. That's perfect for the 76ers. They want Joel Embiid to be the main franchise. Then they've got players like Seth Curry. They've got players like, um, what's his name, Tobias Harris. You've got players like that, John Wall. I just don't think it'd be a silly kind of thing to have John Wall in your franchise. As ever, Vinny, you make an excellent case You whenever you come up oh, with these. With these. No, 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 no. Not at all. You always... We laugh at you when you initially say it and then we listen to you talk for two and a half, three minutes and you make a decent case. But it's up to... Let's see what the listeners think. Perhaps we'll put a poll up on and reason, see what everyone it's, thinks. I, John I think Walker the only reason, No, but the only... No, and picks, obviously. I'm not saying it's a people yeah. trade. But I'm just trying to say is the only reason Joel, John Wall hasn't left uh, is because his salary is too high. He's on a max contract. I think he's even a super max. Not just a max contract. He's on a super max contract. That's why they've not been able to move him at the moment, the Rockets, because no team can say we can fit you in our franchise right now when you're on a super max contract. So that's why I see it. It's not like he's moving because he's a bad player. It's people can't just afford his salary. He's, he's, they'll break their cap because of him. So that's my viewpoint in it anyway. But we'll see. Let's go from uh, John Wall, somebody probably nearing the end of his NBA career. We'll have a quick discussion about the rest of the awards, starting with those at the start of their NBA careers, the rookies in the league. And Vincent, uh, we'll come to you first for obvious reasons. Uh, who do you think will be this year's Rookie of the Year? Um, the thing is, I'm going to be honest, you guys are just going to slate me. Oh, I mean, you've been biased. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, but Jalen Green is going to be Rookie of the Year, okay? There, I said it. Yes, come at me, people. Oh, Vinny's being biased. I don't care. Jalen Green is good. He's good, man. I've been watching him. He's really, really good. Oh, you haven't. Now, it might... Yeah, I have. Shut up, Jared. It's a half, okay? You've been watching have... the Lakers. Yes, know you but have. I've watched the Rockets. I've watched my team. I love the Rockets, you know? It's just painful watching a team that's always going to lose. That's the only difference is. It's like watching a team and you know we're going to get beat. It hurts. I still watch them now, but I know we're going to get beat. But with Jalen Green, I watch him, man. There was a game a couple of weeks ago, no, not a week ago, like a week ago, last week, where he was just dropping threes. And I thought, he's a good player, this Jalen Green. And to be fair, I've not watched any other kind of rookie at the moment as much. <laughs> but Jalen Green, uh, I think he's going to be a rookie of the year. 
I think that's a solid pick. He was he is probably my my number two on my list. Um, I've gone with the player who lots of people were saying in five years is going to be the best player from this draft class. And that's uh, Evan Mobley from the Cleveland Cavaliers. To me, if you're going to be the best player in five years, then you're probably going to have a decent start. So, and he had, he has had a very good start. He's had some some big games so far. Um, but yeah, my preseason pick, I was going for uh, Evan Mobley, uh, the big man power forward for the the Cavs. Um, as I say, Green is my is my second pick. Um, Theo, uh, are you giving some love to uh, what's he called? Cam, Cam Thomas is he called the Nets rookie? So before the season started, uh, if this doesn't prove to you that I had picked these before the the, tip up, the season tipped off, I don't know what will. Um, I did actually have Cam Thomas picked to be Rookie of the Year. And let me tell you for why, because it's sound reasoning. Okay, Kyrie Irving, crafty ball, crafty ball handler, solid finisher, puts points on the board. That's that's it, it, his primary responsibility uh, as a basketball player on the, on the court. Sometimes can be a volume shooter, not although he certainly increases efficiency, goes through good spells. But big, there's a big Kyrie Irving shaped hole in uh, the Brooklyn Nets right now. Who better to plug that gap and, and play 20, 25 minutes a night than, than young Cam Thomas, who, who was co MVP in Summer League? Uh, it was one of the highest, had one of the best, highest scoring records in university, whatever uni he went to, or something like that. All around bucket getter it's the only thing he can do not really much of a defender doesn't really rebound the ball the ball doesn't get great assist numbers but he can shoot the thing we saw it all through summer league he's done it all through college I thought Cam Thomas is coming for that um, that rookie of the year uh, title in Kyrie's absence however in the six games that the Nets mm-hmm. have since played Cam Thomas has played maybe well no he's not played a single non-garbage time minute so far even in Kyrie Irving's absence so I think realistically speaking it the the Cam Thomas rookie of the year dream might be dead um but nonetheless I will continue to back him if I could have him I pick again if I could choose now having seen a week's worth of basketball I would probably pick the thing Chris Duarte how good does he look um but of course, if I were to pick him, then there's no way you believe I'd pick that before the start of the season. So I'm going to show, shout him out, give him some love as my practical pick. But my, my honest pick before the season started had to be uh, had to be my boy, Cal. What an absolute homer. That's even worse than you, Vinny. At least uh, Jalen Green is a pretty high pick in the draft. So uh, sh- shock of that one, Theo, to be honest. Jared, you know what? You, you've, you've been podding with us for the past year and a bit now. Can I ask between me and Theo, who's the most biased, would you say? Honestly, I, I could not pick. It's... Could you could you not listen to my reason and think there's a valid there's a valid the, the, what case to be made? Thirty fifth pick was he? That's what I say, the twenty eighth pick against the second pick at least. Twenty eighth pick, but everyone pick. said he should have gone higher. Everyone true, said he should have gone true. higher. No, Look, but I... my mind was actually potential to be number one pick. He could have been number one pick, except Detroit chose to, because he was. He was. And I think he was projected to be number one pick, but then Detroit went for Cade Cunningham instead. Yeah, it was literally minus. Literally could have been number one, but I don't know. Okay, what do I know? To answer your question, Vinny, I think Theo probably talks about his team the more most, but you come out with the most ridiculous things about <laughs> your team. I think that's a fair way to put it. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you so, that. I'll, yeah, give you I'll that. take that. Okay. Glad that's settled and I've not upset anybody. That's good. Um, we'll fly through the rest of the awards. Defensive player of the year. Nobody likes defence, do they? Or do they? I don't know. Um, my pick for this one, I went with uh, the brow 
uh, Anthony Davis. He's been touted to be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate for, for many years now and, and never quite crossed the line. Um, thinking about all the additions that the, the Lakers made in the offseason, obviously pretty much a completely new team other than the odd couple of names, the big names. The, for the Lakers to be a good team, they had to be a good defensive team and, and that would all revolve around Anthony Davis. So I was thinking that he would have a, a big impact on that end of the floor. Again, not a very good pick from me prior to the season. He's not had the best start, but this is one of them that, that doesn't really generate much debate until long into the season. So we'll see how that all settles down. Uh, Vinny, who did you have for Defensive Player of the Year? I think this one's kind of an awkward one because there's so many... There's obvious ones and there's other ones that you're thinking, yeah, maybe should I just be an awkward guy or should I just stick to the basics? And I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Rudy Gobert. Look, I know it's just a, oh, it's typical. But even the Jazz, they're looking good even this year, the Jazz. And he's going to do it again regular season. So I'm just going to give it Rudy Gobert. He's won it like three times already. And I won't be shocked if he wins it again. So really go better. Yeah, solid pick. Um, that would be, uh, I, th- I don't think anyone's ever won it three times in a row, have they? I think that would be historic or if someone has only one or two have done it before. So that would be a big win for Rudy. So I, c- I can certainly see the pick there. Uh, Theo, are you in agreement there? Uh, I could e- you could easily make a case for Rudy doing it. I think maybe voter fatigue might play a, a part. Maybe they, they might want to mix it up. And speaking of voter fatigue, I'm going to give it to probably the most recent uh, victim of voter fatigue, defensive player of the year. I'm going to give it to Yanis. I think we know, it's again, it's another boring, safe pick, not very exciting, but we all know how good of a defender Yanis can be. Um, particularly with sort of Brooke Lopez is dealing with a bit of an injury early on in the series, season. So it's depending on how long that keeps him out for. Brooke's probably their other best defender. So I think there could be a bit of a void for him to maybe step into defensively um, and maybe even produce at an even higher level. So I think Yanis is a super safe, boring bet for defensive player of the year. That is my one, two, three. I had uh, AD first, Yanis second, Rudy third. I think they're probably the, the most common names coming up for their award, which it is a shame what's happened with Ben Simmons because he was maybe the one sort of guard kind of player you could anticipate making a run for this award. So to, to see him go now, there's, there's maybe Other not than Bruce others. Brown on the Brooklyn Nets. Well, of course, Bruce, double B. Uh, penultimate award, we'll go with the Coach of the Year award. Um, I went, in fact, no, I'm, I went first last time. That's selfish, Theo, you go first this time. Uh, I've gone Coach Quinn. Uh, Quinn Schneider, I think. I had the Jazz finishing top of the West again. I think... Essentially, I feel like Coach of the Year is either going to be whoever wins the West. So I've got I've got um, Quinn Snyder, or um, unless something crazy happens in the East, like the Knicks actually hold on to a decent <laughs> seeding, which realistically speaking will never happen because uh, the Knicks are, the Knicks are booty, Martin. You rubbish um, jokes. We love you, Martin. Um, yeah, it, and barring something ridiculous happening, I got the. The coach of the year going to the winner of the West. Uh, so for that reason, going Coach Quinn. We've seen it like the Jazz have, have looked really solid so far again uh, this season. No, it's only early doors, but there's plenty of time for um, for more of the same from the Jazz. And I think uh, Quinn Snyder was in with a very good shout to win last year. Obviously, didn't um, he? Didn't did he? Monty won it last year, didn't he? Um, so I think he'll, he'll come. He'll be coming for revenge as a man scorned, and he'll he'll want to want to grab that coach of the year title this season. So I've got Quinn for it. Good pick. Um, I think I think last year 
It's a bit confusing, the Coach of the Year, because the, the, the Coaches Association Coach of the Year, which I think Monty Williams won that one, but then the uh, other Coach of the Year, whoever, media won, I think that was Tom Thibodeau, Tim Thibodeau. So take your pick. So I suppose Monty did win last year. I've got Monty winning this year. Again, similar reasons, as you say, it does. That winning the Western Conference is obviously a big statement in this in this um, in this one. Uh, Monty Williams, for a lot of people, was robbed last year when when Thibodeau got that one. So I think uh, the voters will try and repay the mistakes from last year. So I think Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns uh, is going to take home Coach of the Year this season. Uh, Vincent, are you going to make a case for? Do you know what I was going to say? You're going to make a case for the Rockets coach, and then I had absolutely no idea who the Rockets coach is. So, <laughs> Same. Coach Silas. Coach Silas. Coach Silas. Right. Are you going to make a case for for him for Coach of the Year? Hell no. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to make a case for Monty Williams. Um, like you touched on Jared. Last year, he felt I felt like he was robbed a little bit, but. I think as a human being, I fell in love with Marty Williams. I just feel like he was just like a, a great guy. His motivational speeches, how he was, how he acknowledged them winning the championship. I just feel like he should, should have got an award for just that. <laughs> that Because he wasn't a sore loser, kept quiet. He literally went back at the, uh, uh, what's it called, changing rooms of the Milwaukee Bucks, acknowledged them and said, you guys were warriors. You guys fought well. You guys were incredible. Like, then commended Yanis, how he is as a man, how he took responsibility, kind of blamed himself a little bit for the finals. So I think they're going to come back for venues. I feel like the Phoenix Suns are an underdog. They really are an underdog. I feel like... I've, I'm one of those people who are always going to be sleeping on them, but they're going to come back fighting. And I feel like potentially the Phoenix Suns have got something planned for us. You'll see. Just wait, you wait. Just just you wait. <laughs> wait, you wait. Just you wait, sorry. That is exciting just... talk. That is, that, I'm excited to watch the Phoenix Suns after you said that, Vinny. Now, nice one. Appreciate oh, oh, that. Oh, funny, funny. No, no, seriously. Oh, right, okay. Uh, last last award then, um, the sixth man in the year, um, Hold my hands up. This I very much let my heart rule rule my head on this one. Uh, we got... all have. I think the, the sixth man is the one award who every team has got their own sixth man, and they all think their sixth man is better than all the rest. So yeah, I think this is we'll we'll all see some homerism here. I think. Uh, no, 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 no. What no. do you mean, Vinny? You've that's picked, because the, that's because Laker. The, so I don't know what you're saying. The Rockets don't even have six good players, so they don't have a sixth man. So. Oh wow, Jared! Wow. My I not just say that. My sixth man of the year. He, oh, wow. Okay, fine. Is, Go ahead. Name six good players on the Rocket Vinny now. Oh, Go. Christian Wood, Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate. Uh, 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 give me a second. Oh, Kevin Porter Jr. Huh? 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 That's three. That's three. There you go, big man. There That's you six. go. That's not okay. six. Oh, sorry. I thought you moved. Okay. Um... <laughs> Case in point. Let's there move on. Just, just shut up, okay? Just shut up, okay? You mean there's no need. There's really no need. You started it, Vinny, remember? <laughs> my sixth man candidate, uh, before Vinny starts crying, is uh, my brother in headbands, Alex Caruso. Um, absolute fire off the bench, defensive monster. Um, I, was, I was seeing him. I thought he'd maybe have a little bit more scoring to, to help his case. Um, but yeah, I think he's uh, he has had a fantastic impact on the Bulls so far. I don't really think, unless suddenly he starts boosting up his scoring, like I say, he's got much chance of beating some of the other names who might come up. Um, your Jordan Clarks and your Dennis Schroeder's then kind of players. Uh, but yeah, I've got uh, I've got uh, Alex Caruso 
uh, coming off the bench and winning, scooping up the sixth man of the year for your Chicago Bulls. Uh, who you got, Theo? I've got also um, a big fan of my own team. I've gone for Patty Mills, sixth man of the year. Um, obviously, the, the backup guard was probably a bit one of the biggest issues that the Nets had last season. Obviously, losing Dinwiddie to injury early on. Had Spencer been fit, he was my pick for sixth man last season. Who knows what sort of a difference he could have made um, in the playoffs. We've now got a competent sixth man, sixth man guard. Um, first man off the bench, Patty, is... is thriving so far we've seen it obviously before the season started he was my pick thriving uh, off the bench I think this probably would have been might slightly more assured maybe um, had Kyrie been playing I kind of throws it into doubt a little bit his, his role's changed coming off the bench now that Kyrie's out so we shall remains to be seen but I still think true boy Patty Mills um, Bala is a great shout for a great shout for six man yeah good pick like the pick uh, Vinny are you finishing off with? Uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Clarkson. Um, sorry, my other picks are kind of obvious, but they kind of are because you just see what these guys are capable of. And Jordan Clarkson, I feel like he's going to carry in on next this year. He was kind of like, a, what's it called? A dark horse last year. No one saw what he was capable of. But when he comes off the bench, this guy, this guy is a key player for them coming off the bench. So... Yeah, I'm going to go Jordan Clarkson. Nice and simple. Nice and simple. Just like you, Vincent. Wow. <laughs> that... Thanks for that. Wow. Wow. First, first. Sorry, first, Vinny. First, that first, was really uncalled for. It, it was really not. <laughs> I'm it sorry. It really wasn't. <laughs> it was wow. just hanging there. It was like a wow. thread that you just have to pull. Like, wow. 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 I'm sorry, Vinny. I love you really. You know, I do. There you go. Thanks for that, buddy. That is our rewards picks for the season obviously those debates will go on as the season continues i'm sure we will hear the words mvp uh, many times cross each of our lips between now and the end of the regular season uh, we're going to move on now we put a pin in a little topic off air before um, and that was done by our very own vincent so Vinny, remove the pin path for the past vincent inserted into the podcasting notice board and do what you want with the pin um, I don't know where to start, boys. Is it? Are we going to talk? We, we, we'll talk about two big elephants in the room right now. There's two big elephants in the room that need to be addressed in the league. And in those two big elephants, you have Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets and Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I want to kind of start off with the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. First of all, I think it kind of carries on from last year. We oh, He had a terrible... Uh, postseason. He had a terrible postseason. He had a terrible uh, game against the Hawks, which really, really kind of cemented his career at the 76ers. Now, the whole situation with Ben Simmons is a it's a weird situation. It's a I think both parties have failed. The 76ers and Ben Simmons have failed each other. But I just feel like it's been really unfair how Ben Simmons has been treated. Really, really unfair. Now, I know full well that uh, people are coming back and saying, look, he's on big box, he's on this amount of money, he's on this, right? But end of the day, the way I feel like he's gone about it, I don't think he's been unreasonable how he's done it. Okay, I get it. He did sign a contract recently. I think it was like last year or two years ago, he signed his new contract. But he clearly got, what, eviscerated 
disrespected by the Philadelphia 76ers. It got to a point now where people, Bernie, Ben Simmons, tops. This is before, this is even before he's announced he's leaving. Burning his tops, saying he's a joke, get out of our team, you're useless, you, you never go. This is after the, that, that game against the, the, the Hawks. He was getting slated. His own teammate was kind of saying, you were kind of to blame why we lost this series. His own coach afterwards said, look, I don't know if Ben Simmons can be the one who can take us to the next level. He even said, I don't know if in those kind of words, maybe I'm paraphrasing, but he kind of, in those lines, well, I don't know if he can actually be the guy we need. So in his mindset, he's probably thinking, you know what, this is a toxic environment right now. Toxic environment. And he tells them, look, I want to leave. I know I've signed a contract, but I want to leave. I'm out. I'm really, I want out. Then the Philadelphia 76ers, I think they kind of went, okay, we'll get something sorted out for you. But they're dragging it on and they dragged it on and they dragged it all, all, all uh, preseason, all of it, dragging it on. Because he didn't announce it like just before the season starts. He announced it weeks, like a month before. I want out. I don't want to play for this franchise anymore. Trade me. Trade me anywhere. This is the time when my value is not at best but just trade me somewhere, right? But the Philadelphia 76ers waited it out, waited it out, be like, nah, we want the best for Ben Simmons, nah. And that's fair, that's fair. But it's your own fault for dragging it on for this long. You should have sorted this out way before the season started, way before the season started. Get your, get him out, get that bad egg who wants out because if someone expresses they want to leave somewhere, just get them out, just go. Literally, if someone, like for me, if any job, I, I don't, I'm not happy here, I want out. I want out. I, I, I've said I want out. There's no change in someone's mind sometimes. Just say, okay, fine, we'll get the best deal for you. So be it. But they dragged it on and dragged it on. And that's where the situation is at right now. I want to see what your viewpoints are. But I just feel like the way that they've done it is just, it's, it's the 76ers' fault, mainly, for me. I know Ben Simmons ain't perfect, but for me, I blame the 76ers how they've dealt with the situation. I think the whole situation from start to finish has been a train wreck from both sides. I think the way the 76ers have handled it has been really poor. Um, I think it's been equally as poor the way Ben sort of tried to throw his dummy out of the pram and say, I'm not playing and hold out. And then the fact that he completely reneged on it when it, he realised, actually, I, I kind of need the money. I can't afford to not play this game of basketball. So then he turned up to, to camp. And of course, at the moment, he's out with mental health issues. And obviously, it's such a sensitive sub subject. Who am I to sit here and say that he's playing the system? He's not got any problems and he's just trying to fob him off or whatever. But that's not for me to say. I don't know what's going through his mind. And I'm sure there probably is an element of that. Um, I certainly wouldn't like to go out in front of those 76ers fans and try and play a game of basketball after this kind of things that they've um, they said about him and the, the the vitriol that he's received at their hands. So I can completely understand to a degree, but it certainly smacks of him just looking for an excuse not to play basketball. I mean, and just like I can't say he's not got mental health issues, the 76ers organisation can't say that either. So who are they to, again, withhold his wage for not playing the game? So he's sort of almost got what he wants at this point to a degree. He's, he doesn't have to play for the 76ers and he's still receiving his, his wage, um, which, I mean, I'm sure he'd probably rather be playing basketball somewhere, but if, it's clear, I think, at this point that his trade value is is pr probably rock bottom. And that's, to a degree, that's his fault, but also the way that the negotiations have been handled sort of across the board. The 76ers have got a lot of... Uh, 
a lot of culpability to take in that regard as well. So it's I think everybody sucks in this situation. It's one of those. There's no there's no high ground to be had. I don't think in this situation. I think it's amazing that that Ben Simmons has managed to to weasel his way onto such because it's his contract essentially that that seems to be holding him in, in Philadelphia. Nobody wants to play, pay a player who completely can can disappear in important moments in the playoffs, that amount of money, a max contract for someone of his age. I think it's incredible that he's managed to weasel his way into that contract. In college, there was talks about how he was the type of player who didn't really care about the big moments and um, would often shy away and try and avoid the, the limelight, avoid the, the responsibility in big games, in big moments. He gets into the NBA, still has that that same problem, still has that, that issue of... of you know, disappearing, but thankfully had Joel Embiid to, to rely on to to carry the rest of the team. He's he's played a very good game, managing to get himself such a good contract. Really, um, Vinny's pulling his face because he clearly wants him on the Rockets. But I think ultimately, Ben, I don't I don't even know who I'm going to compare him to. But you, you think about Yanis, who is Ben Simmons could be Yanis effectively, but he just doesn't have that same spirit and that motivation inside of him. He's just he wants everything his way. And I think he, he he's come across in the way that he's behaved very petulantly. But also, as you say, Theo, the fans in the organisation have come across very bad as well. Okay. I get... I, I, I don't get it, though, what you guys are saying, because what I'm trying to get at is you say he's got his way, Theo, and Jared, you say he's, he's weaseled himself into this situation. But Jared, he doesn't want... who he. The, the franchise chose to give him that money, right? Because Ben Simmons is worth that money. He is worth that money. The money that they paid for him, he was worth it. When he's playing at his best, Ben Simmons is worth that money because he is that good. Ben Simmons is no joke. He's not like he's... This guy is an all-defensive player. Of the, all, 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 all defensive player, all-star. All all he's capable of being one of the best in the league, Ben Simmons. You can't deny that. So he is worth that money. He's not weaseled himself out of that. That's not being... Re- that, what The contract he was given, that's not unreasonable for what he is. But has, ben, certain- has he improved since he came into the NBA? Honestly, do you he's, think Ben Simmons has improved? I, I, I want to say he's not improved either. I wouldn't say he's not got better. I, I think he... he the thing is, sometimes people just want to criticise players from their, their skill set, what they can do. Sometimes that's what he can do. That's what all he can do. And I, But what I'm trying to get at, though, is with the situation, I don't feel like he, that contract was offered to him and he was, it was worth what he can do. That is what he's worth he can do. So you can't knock him for getting that contract. And then this situation, you're saying he's kind of uh, put himself in Theo. Would you generally want to go back out in a court where you know full well you are going to get booed. This place hates you. This this entire arena is going to hate you. They're going to boo you. They don't want you here because I'm telling you now, the Philadelphia 76ers fans don't want Ben Simmons either. They want him out as well. There's no mending this relationship because he they, he's expressed that he wants to leave and they've expressed we want you to leave. The only people that's causing this drama is the organisation because you would not want to be out there. You would not want to be out there. So if any excuse he's saying is, I'm not in the right mindset to go out there. I'm going to get destroyed if I go out there. I don't care if I'm coming back. And this whole situation with the money, it's a situation where he's thinking to himself, look, I don't know. I've told you people I want out. 
But then you're going to start finding me. Okay, fine, I'm going to come. But I want out. Like, I, you guys are messing with my head right now. And I, I'm not trying to say is, but it, 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 would, it would affect anybody what he's going through. It would affect anybody. And for people to think that, oh, it's because of his, oh, he's on big money, or oh, he's weaseled, it's his own fault. No, he just said, look, guys, I am not the right fit for you guys. I want out. He said that. Is that such a bad thing for someone to say that in an organization? Do you ever, do you think that's wrong for him to have said that? No, but that's not the issue, is it? Like what is nobody's taking nobody. Well, the fact that he's decided he, he refused to turn up. That's he that's the issue. When when, ja- when James Harden did that, the whole league turned against him. I'm pretty sure you turned against him, Vinny, when James Harden was partying in strip clubs no, when he should have been in training camp. The recordings. I say, big man. I say, big man. If someone wants to leave a situation. Get them out. James Harden wanted to leave. I was hurt by it. But if someone wants out, get them out. Done. I don't care. It's get them out. Because we want people who actually want to be in the situation. So with him saying, I'm not playing anymore, it's because he's trying to force the move. Because I've been waiting for weeks for you to get me out of here. But you guys aren't doing it. So the only way I've been told is I need to just say I'm not going to training. Because I'm trying to for you to, to be, I'm trying because I've told you months ago that I want out, but yet you've chosen not to get sold me yet. You've not sold me. Think about it, Theo. He's told them I want out, right? I, I want out. They drag their feet. They drag their feet. They drag their feet. The season starts. He's probably thinking, how else can I get this move going? How else can I, because these guys want me on the court soon. How else am I supposed to do it? How else was he supposed to do it, Theo? But that's not that's not his to do. At the end of the day, he signed a contract exactly. to turn up. Whether or not whether or not he likes it, or whether or not he, he likes the situation he's in, which I appreciate, I agree, hundred percent. Like I, I wouldn't want to go out and front and play in front of those seventy sixes fans either. But ultimately, if I've signed a contract, that the the reason they're not able to trade him is because nobody thinks he's worth that. So in the same way, if you had a, a, a shiny stone that you thought was worth £100, you wouldn't sell it for 40 If all you were being offered is 40 quid, 40 quid, no, you're not no, going to no, sell no. it just because, oh, I really need to no, get rid no, of this no, no, stone. No. You sign a contract. Going back to what you just said there, you sign a contract. You sign a contract. Do you not, does, that mean, does that mean nothing can ever change after that? Of course not. It means that if, so, if, so if, of course not. You've just said, oh, sorry, Jared. You've just said, of course not. So... If you sign a contract saying four years, I'm going to stay here, right? But then after that, you go, you're not what we thought about. You're not what we agreed on. And they go, so big. Because an organisation can do that. An organisation can go, we, 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 you're not what we think. You can go. But then, but there's, do, we, do we ever look at the organisation and go, oh, the organisation is done wrong there? No. But the, 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 issue, the issue you've got is that Simmons trade value he, he can demand a trade but if nobody wants to trade for him there's not a lot that the 76ers can do you said that they've been dragging the feet dragging the feet dragging the feet I think it's more a case of the fact that 29 other teams didn't want to touch Ben Simmons with a barge pole after what he demonstrated in the playoffs the, the, there's not much no, you said before what about the Rockets getting him okay yeah. I, I wouldn't want him on the Chicago Bulls. I can't think of many franchises that would want him because he's being paid an awful lot of money for an awful lot of not of good production. No, he's getting paid for what he's capable of. You put the white has- players around Ben Simmons. Think about it. Do you not think Ben Simmons at, at, at the Warriors would be great? But look at, but you say that, but no, look no. at what the 76ers are doing now. Seth Curry, literally shooting 65% from three. 
Tobias Harris lighting it up from outside. No, no. I've got shooters in Philadelphia. No, but I'm trying to listen, say... Embiid can score. Listen, Embiid listen, can listen, hit from outside. Listen, the whole you will pop- not find a better no, shooting whole, situation no, no, than no, the 76ers. No, 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 no. The whole situation with the Philadelphia 76ers is the problem between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. They've had a fracture with each other for years. That's why people have always said them two can't play with each other. They've had this fracture with each other for years and that's why it's finally come to a fruition where it's not going to work out and that's also situation but you put Ben Simmons into the Warriors team you know full well the Warriors are title contenders after that you put that you put Ben Simmons in that squad you know full well because you know what, full well. what are the 70s what are, what are Golden State giving up to get Ben Simmons no 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 I'm just trying to say it. but the thing is the whole point the whole people are looking at is you have it's not about it has to be that situation where the, the 76ers, that's what I'm trying to get in the 76ers messed up because they were trying to say is we want we want the equal amount. But then you you know full well it's obvious his value's dropped. So we have to value that drop the value down too. That's what I'm trying to say is the 76ers did wrong. Because they're trying to say is Ben Simmons, we want equal Ben Simmons as well. We want exactly that. But you can't get that because after the playoffs, you can't get that. No one's going to agree to that. No so, one. So why, Everyone why the should league. the organisation have to sacrifice because Ben Simmons has had a stinker and wants to leave? Why should Why should I, as the, as the owner of this franchise, because have you to then know accept well, less listen, than what is worth? Well, this guy can't take us any further. The coach can see it. The players can see it. The fans can see it. This guy can't take us any further. Let's get rid of him. Everyone can see he can't take us any further. We've tried it for years. It's not working with him. We've tried it. So we have to get rid of him. We can't get equal value because he's just done terrible in the game against the Hawks. So we're not going to get... So what, so what he needs to do is try and repair that trade value. Like you said, he's, a, he's a, in the regular How? season when the, press, when the pressure is minimal. In the regular season, Ben Simmons is capable of, of, of being deserving of that kind of contract. Big man, he's the already are... kind of said no, but he's kind of said there's no repairing it because the 76ers say... We want this guy out. The fans said, we want this guy out. The fans say you want... No, no, listen, listen, listen. The fans say, we want this guy out. The coach says, I don't know if this guy's going to be the right person. Joel Embiid says, this guy's the reason why we lost this game. He even said, this is the reason. So it's clearly, it's clearly there. Ben Simmons is like, you clearly don't want me here, so let me go. There's no point in me wasting each other's time. Come on, guys. you got to see... The, the, I, the, the only way Ben Simmons is getting out of Philadelphia is by suiting up, oh, playing well, and proving that he's worth to another team in the league that they need happen. to trade. This is the whole situation why this is going on. Because you... Because the fact that... Because the Philadelphia 76ers organisation say you need to suit up. He doesn't want to be there. The fans don't want him being there. The fans don't want him there. Anybody knows what they're It's not like, so, okay, can I ask something? Has Ben Simmons been forgotten now in the league? Was he not an all-star last year? It's not an issue. Like, like you said, his trade value is, is lower. Like, it, there's no two ways about it. After the playoffs last season, his trade value is lower. Combine that with the fact he's got a massive contract that... Like those two things go together, makes him not a very, not a very valuable contract. proposition. He's worth that contract. He didn't prove that in the set in the in the playoffs, did it? And that's what's the most recent memory. The most the only things that the teams around the league can think of Ben Simmons now is flaming out in the playoffs, flaking out on his team, and now he's got men like not mentally prepared to play for his, okay, his, his we'll, squad. We'll move on to this guy because I just 
I just don't see how you're not getting it. You're just being hard. This is the whole situation where Ben Simmons I am being harsh to a degree, but at the same time, this guy's play, he's played millions of dollars every year to play matter. basketball. That's how much he's to play worth. basketball, just put just put on your do- put on your suit, go and do your job. Oh, I could, okay, if I go just do your around, job. Just, so go do your job. If I just turn around and then I'm just shouldn't sure, do my job, I'm oh, I don't want to work certain, here anymore. I'm, just... I'm pretty certain we've had this conversation about Kyrie Irving about put your suit on. I'm pretty sure, but you're telling me you think it's okay for a player to go out play basketball for a team that doesn't want you there. The team doesn't want him there now. The fans don't want him there anymore. He doesn't want anything. Do you think that's worth going out there in the court? If that, if doing those things, like all that, all that considered, if suiting up and playing basketball for the team that doesn't want me and I don't want to be there in front of fans that don't want me there, if that's the, the only way... And the teammates don't want me there. If that's the only way I can manufacture a move away from this situation... What alternative do I have? I've got to do it. You've just got to no. suck it up, the get paid the money and do it. The Philadelphia 76ers say, here's the money, go. We can't get go. Why should why should why should the organization do that? Why yeah. should the organization take the brunt of of, of, of Ben so Simmons? What else are they supposed to do? Mentally, they, not what, having the mental fortitude to, to, to do it. What are they supposed to do? The guy is wait not, for him to suit up and improve his trade value so that he can move. Well, that's, that's the Ben Simmons problem, isn't it? Theo, That's a Ben Simmons issue, isn't it? Theo, That's on him. Category, categorically say this to you right now, Ben Simmons ain't suiting up for a Philadelphia. I agree, Thompson. I agree. But that's the only way he gets so How else is he going to get gone? How else is he, he going to wait his contract out for three years now? It, who knows what's going to happen? As it stands at the Big minute, man, he's not going anywhere. I guarantee you now, ball. the Philadelphia 76ers will either pay him to get rid of him or, no or, or they'll just trade him, which they should have done months ago. I, for one, would love to see... I don't know if you wear a heart rate monitor, Vinny, but yours has just gone through the roof for the last 10 minutes. That is that is the most passionate I've ever seen. Because I just don't get how people are not before. seeing Phoenix And he's not even a guy. Rockets player. He's literally, he's flipped the whole script. Vinny, you're not the most biased after all. I was wrong earlier. That was, wow. Because it's like, how can you not feel sorry for this guy? I feel sorry for Ben Simmons. I genuinely feel sorry for the guy. I would feel sorry for him if he wasn't six foot ten and could dunk so easily. And he still just passed the ball up to someone and essentially threw away a Because ch- a the a, nerves. A game. You're scared. Exactly. Well, exactly. That's, that's, a, that's the kind of mental weakness that prevents teams from winning championships. Yes. And that is why you can't give that man so max money. If in, saying, if in crunch ben time, Simmons, you can't rely on him. Ben Simmons is saying... I don't ben want to talk about Ben Simmons saying, anymore. No, no. Ben Simmons is like, okay, you think I'm weak? Fine. Let me go. Let me go. Fine, let me prove me. that I'm weak. Let yeah. me prove that I'm weak and let me sit at home, please. No. While no, you, while you oh, make yeah, up for my errors. While you, while you eat the move loss. On. Move on. For my mental weakness. You pay, you pay 76's organisation because I'm not good enough in crunch time. Ooh. I wanted to go for months. I asked you months ago, can I please go? I asked you nicely. Can you just get me traded out of here? Just get me and traded look- out of here. I've asked nicely. I've said, you guys clearly don't want me. You, you, my own coach has said I'm not good enough. My own teammate has said it was my fault that we've lost this franchise. The fans are burning my top right now, spitting on me, saying they never want me to play. Let me just trade me. Just trade me. He said this months ago. Keep please just trade me, please. Just get rid of me. Let me go somewhere else. But no, 76ers, no, no, we'll keep dragging our feet. It's the 76ers' fault. I don't care what anyone says. It's their fault the situation is happening. So there is uh, there is one pin unpinned. Let's let's move to the next one now. The uh, situation regarding uh, Kyrie Irving and his uh, vaccination 
status or lack of it. Um, obviously, the uh, mandate in New York City is that he, he cannot participate in, in home games. Uh, there was talk earlier prior to the season that he'd still be able to train with the team and still be able to uh, play and participate in road games with the team. But uh, Joe Simonet said, no chance, you're not coming with us. If you're not all in, you're not half in. Um, Theo, as our resident Nets uh, expert slash super fan, um, what do you see? How do you, how do you feel about the the decision that Kyrie Irving has or hasn't made? Difficult subject, sensitive subject. This one, we certainly don't want to offend anybody. We understand that vaccination is a personal issue, but like, we've got to talk about it anyway because it's it's a big deal in the league. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? You've just, you've just summed it up. It is a personal choice ultimately for the the. When it comes to um, health, it's a tricky one because it is a personal choice. It's up to every individual whether or not they choose to get vaccinated. When it concerns public safety, you, you could you could make an, a state an argument that well, it's it, it's beyond it's beyond personal because it affects everybody. It affects your teammates. It affects your friends. It affects your family. It affects everybody you come into contact with. Your decision um, has a knock on effect. So it's it's much bigger than just a, a personal choice. So for that reason. I can completely understand uh, government mandating a vaccination. I'd even get behind the the NBA mandating vaccination. Not that it would ever happen with the the CBA and things like that, but I'd fully understand if a decision like that was was made. And I'd, I'd en- endorse it, back it, go and get your vaccines, people. It's a personal choice. Yeah. Go and do it. Yeah. I, just... I thought I'm muted. I thought I'm muted. Vinny, go and get your vaccine because you clearly need it. I thought I'm muted. Wow, sorry. <laughs> So with all, all being considered, I think it's it's frustrating to a degree because Kyrie has got has made this decision. It, it doesn't feel right calling him selfish as an individual. We we know that he's a is a very philanthropic kind of guy. He's donated millions to the WNBA. He's fed thousands of people in in New York, homeless and all that sort of thing. He's very active in the community. So it doesn't feel right to to label him as selfish. But ultimately. That's what he is because he's putting his personal choice not to get vaccinated over ahead of the needs of the fans, the organization, his teammates, his friends, his everyone. His personal choice to not be vaccinated to him is more important than all those other things. So, yes, he is a very generous guy with his money. He's done a lot of good in the community, but ultimately, he's putting his choice over the needs of everybody else. So, it's hard not to see to, to correlate the two as, as being selfish. Um, what I think will happen, I think maybe ultimately it's tough. I would like to think he would get the vaccine at some point. It'll just crumble and it'll just oh, kind of have to do it. The argument that he's making is that he doesn't want to, he's not anti-science, he's anti-mandate. So the his issue is the fact that there's um, he, he's taking a stand for everyone who's losing their jobs because they've not been uh, vaccinated when that's ultimately what he's doing in this situation, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's just, it's, it almost just feels like an excuse, really. He, he, we, we know full well that he came out a couple of years ago and said he believed the earth is flat and then he apologised down the line for saying that. He didn't apologise. He didn't say that he doesn't think it, but he apologised for saying it. And I think this is almost like that kind of situation. He's almost sort of fabricating another cause for his choosing not to have the vaccine. Does he believe that he's going to hook him up to a supercomputer controlled by Satan? Maybe. But he's saying that it's because he doesn't want to, he doesn't, he wants to stand for the people who who haven't had the opportunity to to continue working or whatever without the vaccine. So it's just, the whole situation is rubbish. Like as much as I like Kyrie Irving as a basketball player, it's, 
it's it's difficult to continue to stand up for him when he's doing something that's so contrary to to public health and well-being it's it's just just sucks he sucks the situation sucks and what sucks the most is that had we been based in new jersey or we played out of um i don't know philadelphia or anywhere else this wouldn't be an issue it'd still suck that he hadn't got the vaccine but ultimately the it's the city mandate that's causing us the issues not his unvaccination so that's probably like the most the, the worst bit about it really is that it's just it almost feels like it's just targeting us as nets. Obviously, it's, it's not that. It's so much more than that. And I, as a, as a basketball fan, shouldn't really um, boil it down to ju- just being about basketball because that's not what it's about. Um, it's about much more than that. But it just it's almost just like that extra little sickness that if we were like a couple of miles down the road, we, we'd be okay and we'd be having a whole different conversation about Kyrie Irving's vaccination, not it potentially standing in, the, in between the nets winning a, a championship. Yeah, well said. Um, it is it is a difficult one being being a fan. Well, I would imagine it would be a difficult one being a fan of a team where the player has made this decision. Um, I think we, we've discussed off air in, in in the pod group chat, and um, I think we said this is the most Kyrie Irving headline ever. It would have to be Kyrie Irving that played for the team, who unfortunately the local government had put in this mandate that to attend an indoor arena you had to be vaccinated. At least, I think it's just the one shot I think they have to get, isn't it? Um, and of course, Kyrie Irving has, has made the decision not to, which is well within his rights. But as a fan of basketball, it is a shame to, to not see him out on the court. Um, just want to quickly, before we go over to uh, Vincent, who has been remonstrating again, um, just want to quickly shout out um, UK Nets fans, Matt Hardy, who did a very, very good article um, about when a player that you support um, has taken a decision that you completely disagree with um, as sort of morally. Um, very good words. I'll, I'll try and find the link and I'll, I'll tweet it out and Instagram it out because it was a, a very good article from Matt. So well done there. Uh, Vincent, the floor is yours. Um, Kyrie Irving is a selfish person. Selfish. There's no there's no hiding it or something like that. It's a selfish person when it comes down to basketball. Uh, Kyrie, he's got, you've seen past history of, Kyrie Irving as is in general. Look, we can't none of us can sit here and say Kyrie Irving is not one of the best players in the league. Definitely is. He's one of the best players. He's a championship, he's a champion for a reason. But with Kyrie, it's all about Kyrie. Everything's about Kyrie. Kyrie this, Kyrie that. It goes back all the way down to the Cleveland Cavaliers when he was with LeBron. Oh, I want to be the main guy. I want to make sure that I'm responsible. I'm a man in this thing. I can make my own decisions. Leaves LeBron, goes and joins the Boston Celtics to form his own team so he can be the main guy. Didn't really work out with him at the Boston Celtics, so he chooses to leave. Then he joins the Brooklyn Nets. But then he goes and speaks to one of his mates and says, come with me, come with me to the Brooklyn Nets and we can form a great team and we can actually compete for the title here. Come with me. Convinces KD to join with him. KD does that. Then he even gets James Harden, one of his other friends, and KD work together. They get James Harden. We're about to become a great team, guys. Oh, but no. Now I'm, I don't want to take the, the, the virus. I don't, I don't want to take the, the second the, the jab. Oh, I'm going to break this team up, which I can help form. It's not even just that. It's even how we didn't want to come back to the bubble. It was telling people, I don't, I don't think the bubble's a good idea. Nope, nope, nope. I don't think so. I'm not doing it. Didn't even want to go back to the bubble. Last year, oh, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to take a couple of months off. KD, James Harden, you guys deal with it for a couple of months while I rest up. It's just 
it's just typical Kyrie. It's just typical Kyrie where it's all about him. Everything has to revolve around him. It's like, oh, I'm not happy about a certain situation. I'm going to take basketball. Oh, I'm a grown man. I make my own decisions. I'm not trying to say him not taking the vaccine. Everyone, of course, we touched on it then. Everyone's entitled to make a choice. But the thing is, how do you think KD feels about the situation right now? KD's always had your back in everything, constantly. It must be infuriating for KD right now, sat there going, I came here for you, big man. And you know, we're about to, we're about to, we lost last year. I came here for you, come for me. James Harden came here together, to us three, to, to, to show a new dynasty, to be the new, one of the best teams that's ever played this team, league. And you're now pulling out because you don't want to go for a jab. Like, come on. And you're not even doing it because you're trying to say it's health reasons. You're doing it just to kind of say it's, I'm, I'm in solidarity for other people. What about the fans? What about the Brooklyn Nets fans right now who want to see you out there, who are ready for scary hours, who've been wanting this, who've been waiting for this for years, and now you're just saying, no, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to prove a point. It's just selfish. It's just Kyrie all over. And I'm just like, it disappoints me every single time, Kyrie, because Kyrie has got potential to be one of the greatest players ever played this game. He's a, he's a future Hall of Fame. We can't deny that. But it's just selfishness constantly. Or I know he's kind of saying he's not wanting to retire from basketball. But even before he was talking about that, oh, I'm wanting to retire from basketball. All this stuff constantly, just a selfish individual. He's just always thinking about what's best for him because he's a grown man. And that's how I view him, Kyrie, with the situation. I feel like he's just being selfish again to your teammates, to the Brooklyn Nets organisations, to to the overall NBA fans who watch NBA because we were ready to see the Brooklyn Nets versus whoever. But he's just now we don't even know if he's going to play for the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, the, looking at potential, they might trade him. So then because they train him to a team that doesn't need to have this mandate. But it's just like, because it looks like he's going to be stubborn enough to not do this job. So it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just Kyrie Irving. It's just selfishness from Kyrie Irving. Obviously he does charity work. That's fine. Philanthropy work. That's great. We want you to be doing that. But come on, man. You can still be selfish, even donating money. You can still be selfish. What you're doing is selfish. It's selfish to KD. It's selfish to Ky- uh, James Harden. It's selfish. I'm sorry. There's no. There's no hiding it. He's being selfish. He's being Kyrie. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to argue with you, Vinny. In a lot of the cases, a lot of the points you just made, I can't really like. Um, it's true. I don't necessarily think he is a selfish person. I think Kyrie inherently is a is a good individual. But I think this is selfish. He's taking a selfish course of action. I think what I've had to sort of come to accept, obviously, as a, as a Nets fan. When, when Kyrie came, obviously we had all the Cavaliers fans and the Celtics fans saying, oh, can't wait till Kyrie blows up your organisation from the inside out. Just wait, you'll see how toxic he is, how much of a cancer he is, this, that and the other. And I always thought that I, I, I couldn't see how badly his tenure in the, at the Nets would have to go um, for, for me as a fan to sort of say those things about him to the subsequent teams that he plays for. Like, I think this guy is, I think he is massively understood in a lot of instances, but there's not really a, a means of misunderstanding these actions here. Like there's not, there's no two sides to this. There's not, oh, see it through Kyrie's eye. There's, there's none of that in this instance. Like there is sort of any of the controversies that I've had in the past. I think what I've come to realise in this sort of situation, as much as I love Kyrie Irving as a basketball player, like you said, Vinny, he's, he's one of the best players in the league, probably arguably one of the most skilled players in history. Um, but he, he can't rely on him as a basketball player. I don't think there's any situation where you could rely on Kyrie Irving. I think there's potential for the always to be 
something. And if it was a case that he took time off last year, potentially just over the birth of his child, which is fair enough, I think any player would be entitled to do that. Say so. Just just say as much. Or if there's if it's an issue, it is an issue with mental health. Say as much. And you can use that silence, you can use that absence to become a platform to where you can grow and, and speak about mental health and continue to make change and make an impact. But he doesn't do that. Yeah. He's he, in the same instance now, he's saying that he, he wants to make a stand for those who have lost jobs to the mandate. Speak up, say that then on media day when people are saying to you, oh, Carrie Irving, why aren't you here at media no, day? No. Oh, Respect but, my privacy. Use the platform. Use yeah. the platform you have to make to, to to make a point rather than just sort of causing issue, causing disruptions, which is ultimately what the whole situation has been. It's been disruptive. I'd like to think it's sort of not in the past, but it's sort of been resolved to a degree now. He's not with the team. It's sort of not serving to be a distraction. If he comes back, great. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But it's just... Feel. No, but my argument to that is, yes, okay, you do. But what about James? What about Kevin Durant? What about James Harden? What about the Brooklyn Nets? What about the organization that had to cap or put so much money on you? Do, are, are you just forgetting them because you're just going to do it for the other organization? You made these people a promise. You brought KD here. You're, you're, you're being selfish. What he's doing, Steve Nash. What like you? You're being. What about them? What about them? Are you, are you just Absolutely, not considering yeah. them? Are you not considering no, I, I them agree. anymore? Are you just kind of forgetting about them? Are you just kind of saying, "Nah, guys, no, no." I don't care. You, you're being selfish. I wish KD just came out because KD. You can tell even KD's frustrated by the situation. You can tell KD's probably clearly that. Why are you doing that? I've always got your back. I've literally always got your back. Everyone's always slating you. I've always got your back. And you're just letting me down here. You're letting me, the whole organisation down. It's like right now, just look at a little joke out of the side. But right now, look at the pod right now. Jared created this organisation for this pod, thought about it. Anyway, oh, let's do this, let's do this, do this, right? But just imagine if Jared starts flaking on us. Now, what's the point, big man? You're the one who wanted this. You're flaking on us now, Jared. Just imagine Jared just like... The way you're saying, doing... Vincent, is that I'm trapped into this forever and you two can do whatever the heck you want. No, 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 is that no, what no. you're saying? No, 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 no. obviously. Because I didn't I'm sign up for that. that. No, 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 of course. I'm No, obviously, <laughs> that's, that's, it's, your, it's different. We're not, but I'm just giving an example. But it's just like, just early days, Jared starts flaking every other week. Every single week, flaking. But that's what he's doing, though. He's flaking all the time. And it's not fair. Last year, oh, I'm going to take a couple of months out because of personal reasons. No, no, no reason. Just personal reasons. Oh, I'm going to take some time out. Oh, even before the bubble. Nah, I'm not going to, I don't think the bubble's a good idea, guys. I'm going to be injured for a while. Nah, I'm not really feeling it. Even though it's just the way he is. I'm sorry, I'm just ranting on. But Kyrie Irving is a proper selfish individual. I'm sorry, just selfish. Just because you give a lot for the community, you give money, doesn't mean you can't be selfish because that's what he is. I, I, I just feel sorry for people like James Harden, Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets. That's why I even feel sorry for Theo as a Brooklyn Nets fan <laughs> because you would sold the dream. You were ready. I'm not saying the Brooklyn Nets can't win the championship, but it was like, a, it was like yeah, we, we're making it to the finals. But you never know now. They couldn't maybe just make it to the conference final. You never know now. So it's like, it's in the ropes again. So it's just like, for the Brooklyn Nets fans, it must be infuriating to have someone that you like, you love as a player. But I look, I'm not feel you wish you could say this, but you don't want to say it because you have to have your back your boy. But it must be infuriating to have a player that you love, but you're thinking, 
Why are you like this? Why are you such a selfish individual? Why can't you just play the game that I'm... Think about the fans who buy season tickets. Honestly, why are you just not... just Play the game, win the chip for us, and then go. Because I, I, I know you'd be happy with that. If you won you one championship and you just left, you'd be happy. But he won't even do that. Selfish. And that is when he lost it, ladies and gentlemen. Vincent has... Again, the heart rate has just been spiking up and down this pod, Vinny. It's been, it's been a rough time for you. I really hope you know that you that you that you have a, a nice glass of water after this and, and settle down before gosh. before the rest guy, of your evening. Guy is unbelievable. But yeah, that'll that'll probably just about do it for for this week this week's episode of uh, Met the Criteria. Um, it's been a fun ride as always. It's been a pleasure to uh, share the microphones with you both. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Um, to I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. Did more I just NBA say headlines. Share the microphone. I don't know why I said share the microphones because we're that gives the indication that we're all in person when we're not. We all have our own respective microphones. Vincent's is barely working at the moment, but hopefully that doesn't come across on the pod. Um, but yeah, we'll be back to share some more microphones in the future um, and talk about more NBA headlines. Hopefully, some more pleasant ones than the the last two that we've got into there. So thanks for listening, everyone. It's been Jared, and I will catch you. We will catch you again next time. Say to your arenas, boys and girls. Kyrie Irving, you're selfish. I'll only do it super quick. Not super quick, just say it like that. Say to your arenas, boys and girls. Say to your arenas. Like that, yeah. But you need to stand there and say it into the microphone. Thank you. It's just giving you a little thumbs up. You can quite see it. Give you a thumbs up. Oh, Nothing, dude. Shut that door, please. Use the handle. Well, good. Perfect. Clip that in. Perfect. <laughs> He's running around the house saying it now. Oh, yeah, of course he is.